Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in All right, let me expound <laughs> expound just a little. <laughs> On love. As I read it in Scripture, as I have found to be throughout the Scriptures, it might be surprising what is written there. First of all, let me let me just go over with you three words used in the Greek that that are used for uh, uh, the word love. The first word that I have found is called agapeo. Agapeo. You ever heard of it? No. Oh, good. 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 And you're learning something. Agapeo. What that word means in the Greek is to love in a social or moral sense. It is your duty and propriety. That's what the word means. That's what uh, the apostles used throughout texts of Scripture over and over again when they spoke of love many times. They spoke of love as being this agapeo. To love in a social or moral sense. The other word that is used for love throughout scriptures is called agape. You've heard of that one, right? Everybody's heard of agape. Which means affection or benevolence, charity, dear love. Affection or benevolence. Charity or dear, dearest love. The other word that I found is called phileo. Am I pronouncing it right? Phileo. Phileo. <laughs> and this word, this word used for love means to be a friend, fond of, or have a, an affection for. It's a matter of sentiment or feeling. Phileo. 
When the Lord said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, or love your enemies, he is speaking of agapeo. In a social or a moral sense. That means that we are to treat our neighbors well in the right way. It doesn't mean some kind of deep, mushy feeling for your neighbor. In a social sense, it means to treat them fairly, respect them, treat them, as Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's agapeo. Doesn't mean you had to fall in love with you with them. In the sense that you're thinking of right now. For love is more than just some mushy deep feeling you have for somebody. Love can also be the idea of being fair and honest. And upright. Dealing fair with your neighbor. Doing what's right by them. That's love. When Jesus said, The love of many shall wax cold. Here he speaks of agape. Not agapeo, but agape. He speaks of agape for the love, the agape of many shall wax cold. It seems that what love, when it has to do with our relationship with God, and what God has done within us, that relation that we have with Him in our life, when he, when he shares His love with us or when we're sharing His love with others. The work that God has done in us. Are you listening to me? Okay. That's alright. He got to go? You're going to take him out? Okay. Let's go down the middle. It'll be easier for him. Let's go right on down the middle there, brother. It might be hard to get around this way. Let's go right down the middle. That's alright. Whenever we think about what God has done in us, the relationship we have with God, that love, it has, it has come into a sense of dearness. Now let me show you something right here. For God so loved the world. How many knows what chapter and verse that is? Huh? Let me hear it. John 
John 3.16. For God so loved. That word love is agapeo. He didn't use the other. He didn't use agape. He used agapeo. Which means love in a social or moral sense. Duty. What does that mean? God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. God is right. And I like this. God is right in everything He does. He's perfect in what He does and what He says. Because after all, the Scripture tells us God is love. He's perfect in love for God is love. But here He uses the word agapeo. God so agapeo the world. God is just. And the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. What does that mean? That means that everything that God did through Christ is just. That what God did, no man can question what God did in Christ. The Jew cannot question what God has done through Christ. If I tell you your sins are forgiven because of the shed blood of Jesus, it is just, God is just in doing so. If God says, I am justified by faith, He is just in saying so. Who am I to question what God said is true? Huh? If I tell the world, if I tell sinners, believe on the Lord Jesus, He died for you, He shed His blood for you, believe on Him, you'll be saved, your sins will be washed away. I have a right to tell them that because God said it. Amen. It's not just something I just decided to believe on one day, which I do. It's not just the idea that this is what, this is what I believe. What do you believe? Well, what do you believe? Well, this is what I believe. And everybody talks about what they believe. But I say it and believe it because God said it. God is right and true and just. And if he says, believe on the Son, and you are justified from all things. If I believe that, it's so. For God is true and just and holy and righteous and perfect 
and pure and good and merciful and gracious and kind in everything that is good. Every, every, all that God is. Hallelujah. I made a statement one time and I still believe it. Everything that God is, He is to me and to you. Do you want me to say that again? Everything that God is, He is to you and me. So there you go. God agapeo the world. What He did was just and moral and good and perfect. It wasn't just the idea that God was so, you know, it's, let, me, let me put it to you in simple terms. God didn't do what he did because he's a sucker for love. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many don't understand that the term, what it means, you're a sucker for love? Huh? That means you see in the situation something going on here, and it's love, and you just, you just, you just you're a sucker for it. You just, you just like things that are just full of love and mushy and lovely and all that kind. You know. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Maybe you can say it better. You understand what I'm getting. But God didn't do what He did because He's just a sucker for love. He did it because it's only right and good that He should do it. Because He is love. Amen. He couldn't do anything but what He did because He's love. God so loved the world because God is right. He's right about you and right about me. And God determined before the world even was that He would save it. That He would be glorified. He would be glorified in the earth, glorified in man by sending His Son to die, which He determined to do even before the world was. He could, have, he could have let the world go on and been, and been perfect from Adam, but he, but, but he allowed those things to, go, to happen so that He would be glorified by delivering us out of the darkness and into the light. That He would be glorified by washing away our sin and causing us to know what it is to rejoice in Him. If that would have never happened, we wouldn't know the joy that we know today. If God hadn't sent His Son to die, we wouldn't know the joy that, that we know now of being delivered from sin and death. If we'd been like Adam, Adam would have never known that joy. The angels still don't know it. Huh? The angels, they don't know it. They can't sing the song me and you is going to sing one day. They're going to stand by and listen to us and say, my, 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 <laughs> Because God 
is perfect in his will. He's perfect in his design. He's perfect in his purposes. He's perfect in his, his plan and his will for us. That's what it means. God so loved. I got bill. Hallelujah. It's only right and good that God loves you and saves you. It's a good thing. Did you hear what I said? If you're saved, that's a good thing. The world today is calling what is good evil and what is evil good. But what God does is good. If you're a Christian, that's a good thing. It's what God has accomplished in you. Do you see that? It's more than just a mushy, mushy feeling. And sometimes I feel the love of God so strong, I, li I like that mushy feeling. I like that dearness. I like that... There's no words to explain it. What words... What, what Greek words could we use to explain? What English word could we use to explain? What Latin word is there? Oh my Lord, what, what Aramaic word is there to explain the love of God? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with very good. Guess what? That word love used there is agapeo. To love in a moral sense, duty or propriety. Well, I thought I was I thought I was mushy in love with the Lord. It's more than that. The love that we have that God wants us to have for Him, we must see. As a higher call. We must see it as a higher duty for ourselves. You obligate yourselves to many things. Did you hear me? 
As human beings, we obligate our affections, our mind, our efforts, our will, our strength, our lives. We obligate our time to so many things. Think about it. We do. Everybody does. You are occupied with everything in life. Whether it's your job, making money, your kids, your wife, anybody, anything. We are all occupied, busy about doing things. Now, he says, I want you to agapeo the Lord. I want you to see Him as the most important thing that you should obligate yourself to. That's the sense. God is the most important thing in the busyness of your life. God didn't tell you to stop doing what you're doing. He just said, I am the most important thing in your life. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be busy about doing anything. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't know how to do anything. That's right. That's right. There's nothing wrong with doing things. Everybody does. Everybody's out of the world. Somebody says, what is that? I don't know. They're doing something over there. Even if it's nothing, you're doing something. Sitting around wasting time. Whatever it is you do in life. Man is born that way. We don't think about it. We just, just skip and hop through life. Just whatever, you know. Whatever comes and goes. We're just, we're just, going, with, we're just going along. With whatever comes and goes in life. We happen to fall into something good or fall into something bad. And we're just skipping along through life. Busy doing something. Getting involved in something. And every single one of us is, is that way. We're involved in something in life. True. Some of us are smarter than others. Some of us are prettier than others. I won't go too far with all that. <laughs> but you get my point. <laughs> well, I wish we could do something more. I wish we could do this. or wish we could do that. If only I could do that. We're all busy about. But he says, love agape Make it your obligation in life. See the priority. Put your priorities straight. That's all. That's all it is. That's all God's asking. Get your priorities straight. Man, woman, child, whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you live, God is simply saying, put your priorities in order. Amen. 
I, he says, I am God. I am the your creator. I am he who sits on the throne in heaven. I am he who made all things. I made you. Now put me at the top of your list. I deserve it, he says. God is worthy. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how worthy He is. He's even worthy for the demons in hell to bow down and worship Him. You say, well, I'm not a Christian. I don't really believe in God. I don't care if you don't. What do you think you are? If the devil is going to fall down and worship Him, so will you. Well, I don't agree with what you're doing now. I don't care if you don't agree. He prayed you. You are the creation of God and He deserves your honor. He deserves your praise. He deserves your worship. He deserves you to consider Him above all things. People of the world, they don't need to be told so many things about them. You know, as a preacher, as a Christian, I could ask people anything. Oh, are you miserable? Are you unhappy? Are you tired of the way things are? Are you just fed up with life in general? I mean, I could ask you all kinds of questions. But here's the, here's the final note. You just lost. That's it. You are lost. Without Jesus, you're lost. I'm not going to ask you nothing else. I'm not going to, I'm not going to emphasize anything because you are a miserable wretch. But the thing is, you are lost. <laughs> But I got good news for you. The good things of God. My God, if we could. And you, if you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. If you're born again and have the Holy Ghost, you know what I'm talking about. The good things of God so outweigh any sin. They so outweigh any problem you may have in this life. I am not going to magnify your sin. I'm going to magnify His grace. I don't want you to see your debauchery and your filthiness and your ungodliness. I want you to see His greatness. Because it's far greater. His greatness is far greater than your sins. His forgiveness is far greater. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Come and bring all of your burdens to the Lord. And when you finally drag them all up and bring them down to Him, you will find that He is so great. That He is so powerful and wonderful and good. That all of the weight of your sins pale. In comparison. You may even think you're the worst low down sinner in the world. It doesn't matter. Because the light of God. Outshines. The darkness in your soul. Somebody says what's wrong with this world. It's getting worse every day. Every time you turn around, things are getting worse. Jesus fixed to come. It's getting worse. What's wrong with this world? Man, this world going crazy. Don't get so upset. Don't worry about someone's sin. What's wrong with the world? And I agree with you. People are going nuts today. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, perversion is, is, is on a rampage. I would have never dreamed we'd see the things happening in America that's happening today. I understand. I, I agree. So what's wrong? Just one thing. They are lost. They're simply going the wrong way. They're being influenced by evil spirits and evil things. The whole world's been influenced by the devil and leading them the wrong way. They're lost. What did Jesus say? I came to seek and to save. doesn't matter if you're the biggest sinner in the world. It doesn't matter if you're the biggest pervert that ever lived. The nastiest, filthiest scum that ever walked this earth. And there are many out there. But you are lost. Yes. You are lost. And someday, if you don't find the Lord, someday your sins will find you out. But if you look to the Lord, He took all of your sins. He'd take the most wretched among us. His saved. To the uttermost. Amen. Them who come to God by Him. He will save. 
It's time for the world to lift up its head and see Him who is seated on the throne. Love the Lord thy God. It is not right for the world to reject God. It is not right for any man to push God aside, to neglect God, to disobey God, to sin against God. It's not right. It, we must recognize who God is. And give Him the respect and honor that He deserves. But sin holds man fast. Sin is like chains holds him down. But Jesus came to break those chains. Jesus said to His disciples, I want you to continue in My love. This love is agape. Not agapeo, but agape. That dearest love. That charity. No greater love, Jesus said, has man than this. That he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus loved us so. Agape. He loved us dearly. Dearly. One uh, definition of that word agape is a feast of charity. A feast of charity. My God. Do you ever get hungry for something that you love dearly? Steve, he loves chicken. He must be hungry for it all the time because every time we go to the restaurant, that's what he orders. Feast of charity. A hunger. A desire. A desire. Hallelujah. 
Somebody says, what would you like to eat? And I said, it's about anything. <laughs> Jesus said, they asked Jesus, who do you love? Everybody. Who do you want to come to your house? Anybody wants to come. Who would you save? Anybody that will come to me. I'll save anybody. I love them all. I love everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And sometimes we sit in our house and go to bed at night before we go to bed and get on our knees and pray. And we act like God doesn't love us. I just don't feel like God loved me. How could He love me? I just don't feel His love. His love for you is all-consuming. He is consumed with love for you. You are dear to Him. Continue in my love. No greater love hath man than this. He laid down his life for his friend. That love is agape. And Jesus had it. What can separate us from the love of God? Here it is again. Agape. God is right in loving us. And God is lovely in loving us. God is dear in loving us. God told Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. Did you ever catch that in the scripture? Go back to and read in Abraham, Genesis. In blessing, I will bless you. In loving, I will love you. Not only in a righteous sense. Not in a right good way. Not in a perfect, just a perfect way. But in a very dear way. Every single one of us are dear to God. When He looks at us, he looks at us with loving, tender eyes. When Jesus looks at His people, His church, He looks at us with loving, tender eyes and said, I long to be with you. I long to come for you and bring you home with me. I want to be with you. We talk about you and I as Christians wanting to go to heaven. How many wants to go to heaven? 
Well, I got good news. Jesus wants you there more than you do. He wants you there by His side more than you realize. He's not looking for ways to get rid of you. He's looking for the time to come and get you. Hallelujah. God's not looking for some excuse to turn away from you. But for every reason to embrace you and to show you His great love. The world is going to go on its way. But those that love God, those that love God, this world and the troubles that are in this world is like bumps in the road. I've learned that in my life. I've had troubles. We've all had troubles. We've all had problems in life. And, and we get all caught up in that trouble and problem of life. And it upsets us. It angers us. We become indifferent and cold and hateful and, and mean because we're so caught up in the trials and troubles of life. But if we just stop and think about a minute, what God has done in us and what, who we are and where we're going... And just simply stop and look at where we are, where, hallelujah, where God has placed us. It's like a light coming on in our head. And so we realize that all the troubles of life is we're just going along. Boop. It's just a little bump. You're going down the road. Well, where do God? Before it was a mountain. Before it was something we couldn't... Oh, I just can't hardly get over that. It's, it's just too hard for me to crawl. No, it's just a bump in the road. You don't even understand what I'm saying, do you? Quit making your problems a mountain. The goodness and grace of God in your life far outweighs any problem you got. Learn to trust God. Learn to be settled down and take it easy and rest in the Lord and enjoy what God has given you in life. When troubles come and they will just as sure as you're born, they'll come. But don't let them knock them off your horse. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a call from heaven to heaven. God calls us by His love to His love. God showed us His great love at the cross so that we may be filled with that love. Hallelujah. Behold what manner of love 
the Father hath bestowed upon us. Agape. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called sons, children of God. We're called by love to walk in love. Hallelujah. Love for what we know is right. Love for what we know is good. Love for what we know is God. Love for what we know is the will of God in our lives. Love for the desire of God. Somebody says, you got to desire God. Don't you want God? Yeah, and I love God. I want God because I love God. You better do what's right, boy. You better straighten up and do it. I'm doing it because I love God. I want to do what's right. I want to please God in my life. If you don't love God, how can you serve God? If you don't love, faith works by love. You got faith? And that faith works. Man, it works. I got the faith. It's because you have known the agape of God. Yes. Oh, yeah. He has set His love upon me. Therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. He has shown Himself to be my friend, my Savior, my God. He has shown Himself real to me. Therefore will I call upon Him as long as I live. He has been good to me. When I didn't deserve it, He was good to me. When I faltered and stumbled and was headstrong and stubborn and self-willed, He still loved me. When I failed Him, He never failed me. When I went the wrong way, He was right there waiting on me. Hallelujah. Husbands, love your wives. Agapeo. Not agape. Agapeo. Hmm? Have you forgotten? Husbands love. Agapeo. Do what is morally right with your wife. Treat your wife the way she should be treated. Meet your obligations as a husband. Whatever it calls for, be that. Whatever God says you are to be, be that for your wife. And the same thing applies to wives. Love, marriage can be a beautiful thing. And love is a beautiful thing. 
But your obligation to what is right in the sight of God is greater than all. If I love my wife, I love her in the sight of God. And in the sight of God, I want to do what is right in His eyes. There has been times in your life when you could have separated or divorced from your wife. You, you could have been separated because something crops up in your life. Some trouble. Something tries to divide you, to split you apart. It's happened to us, it's happened to you, and it's happened, it'll, happen, it'll happen to anybody. But when I prayed and sought the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to do what's right in your eyes. Every one of us say, God, I want to do what's right in your eyes. I serve you above all. I'm not going to go because of what I want. I want to do what you want for me. What is your will for my life? And I love that above everything else. And when I begin to realize that in my life, I realize just how great my love is for my wife and my family. Same applies to all of us. You have trouble at home with your, with your wife and husband? Don't be selfish. Don't give in to what you want. Do what God wants. What does God say about it? Treat each other right. Morally right. Do benevolence. Paul puts it one way. Do benevolence to one another. Love each other. Do what is right. That's love. Oh, but I love you, honey. I love you. That ain't going to last, honey. That ain't going to last. That's only good for a night. <laughs> that only lasts through the night. Next morning is a whole different story. <laughs> so love is doing above all. The, uh, my wife can kiss so good. better than an embrace. Because there's sometimes in your life as, as married people, you may not feel like embracing one another. <laughs> so what do you do? You don't want to kiss her. You don't want to kiss him. What are you going to do now? 
your love. For what is right and good holds you fast and binds you together. When the devil wants to tell you apart, the love of righteousness excels and rules. What rules in your house? The man, the woman. The love of God. What am I going to do, brother? Bob, I have trouble with my family. I have trouble with my wife. I have trouble with trouble with What rules in your house? The love of God. The love for righteousness. I have a moral obligation. I am responsible. You are responsible. This is love. This is also love. We can get into the mushy part later. Let us forgive one another. Let us pray for one another. Let us hold up one another. Let us be there for one another before God. And let us grow together. Let us learn to grow in our love together. And our relationship with God, our respect and honor to God above all. And when we do that, God just puts us, God just puts that love between us and just makes it hot and good. Hallelujah. God makes the love between a man and woman so wonderful and so beautiful when they, re when they respect and honor God above all. God created man and woman to be that way. The devil did it. The world did God did that. Hallelujah. My grandson told me the other day, he said, Papa, eight more girls out there after me. I said, well, son, that's just only natural. That happens. God made that to happen. Honor God above all. Put Him first in your life. And you will learn what real love is. Amen. Stand with me, please, everybody. I have more things to bring, but I haven't got the time. We want to hear some good singing around here. Amen. How many is going to stay and hear it? Hope you do. Hope you do. And my wife has something to uh, give to each, all of you here today. That are here. Hope we got enough to pass around. If you'll, if you'll just hang on just a few minutes, we're going to get to that. 
Hallelujah. Love never fails. Love endures all things. And that's agape, by the way. The book of uh, the Corinthians 13, chapter, that's agape love. Love, the love of God never fails. Amen. It endures all things, hopes all things, and believes all things. Wanteth not itself, is not puffed up. Hallelujah. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. In the truth. God is truth. Jesus said He is the truth. The way, the truth, and the life. Love rejoices in all that is God's. Amen. Love is a, is a binding force. It binds us together. We're held together by love. Hallelujah. It is that which binds us together. It holds us together. And we can't agree on anything else. We can still love one another. We can't say them to get along and start loving And then when you pray for them, God will show them the, God will show them the right way. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, sometimes it's a crazy world. We look at the, look at the whole world's crazy. It's upside down. Everybody, everybody seems to be just, man, these people are nuts. My wife and I sometimes talk about this. Well, yeah, look at all this here. She looks at me and says, yeah, the whole world's nuts. Sometimes she says, I wonder about you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but love binds us together hallelujah father I thank you this morning for the love of God thank you Lord we see something higher than us greater than us something stronger than us something more important in life help us Lord to strive for that as the Apostle Paul taught us, follow after love. Don't desire so much anything else, but follow after charity. For without it, we are nothing. Without it, we are nothing. We see you doing things in our life, God, but we know that it's your love that makes it all worthwhile. Hallelujah. We pray for all the good things of God to come in our life, and most of all, we never forget your love. It is gentle, it is peaceful, it is healing, it is security, it is assurance. The love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, reassuring our hearts before God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen.